Hello and welcome to episode five of Gupshot. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Zahir. And in this podcast, we cover my journey as a former Catholic into marrying a Muslim man. We cover themes such as relationships, family and culture as we discuss the joys and challenges of being in a mixed race relationship. Um, last episode, we left off talking about uh, our move in and what it's been like living within laws. And in this episode, we'll go into my first experience with Ramadan, which happened just a few weeks after we moved in to your family's house. Yeah, that was like roughly around the time that Ramadan started. And that was like your first introduction. I mean, you kind of got thrown into it pretty much immediately, like in terms of a religious perspective, like you converted and then almost within the same month you mm. had Ramadan. So um, that would have been interesting. And it was pretty full on like Ramadan. For those of you that don't know, is uh, 30 days where Muslims uh, fast. Um, so we fast from dawn till dusk uh, and then we eat in between those times. Um, so that was your kind of first experience with it. And, um, you know, we both kind of did it together. But what mm. was that like for you? Because obviously there's a lot of different elements that come into play with Ramadan. Like it's it's pretty full on. And if you haven't done that before, um, it can be quite challenging as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, what was that like for you? Well, it wasn't as difficult as I thought. Um, like when I kind of, I knew like what it involved, basically fasting. Um, and I thought it sounded like pretty much impossible to go that long without, you know, food and water. But it is pretty doable. Um, so your family asked me if I wanted to um, fast with them and that involves basically work, waking up pretty early. I think it was around five at that time. The yeah, a bit earlier. Sunset, so like the, the time kind of moves forward every day. But yeah. I think it was just around 4.30 that we were waking up just yeah. before yeah, sunrise. Yeah, so it was around 4.30 that we woke up to have breakfast every day. And um, that was probably the worst part, waking up that early um, because it really throws your like routine and schedule um, out of whack a little bit and you just get really tired during the day. I'd say... Yeah, that was that was, that was a bit part. of a challenge. Well, that wasn't the worst part. Waking up early, yeah, that was hard. I think the worst part for me was not drinking water. Like that's just unnatural almost, like to not be able to drink water. So that was, yeah, a lot harder than not eating. I feel like that's pretty possible. Yeah. Yeah, well, with fasting – Again, for those of you that don't know, you you can't have liquids or solids. Um, so it's like nothing at all. And it's a pretty big jump if you've never fasted, especially for that long before. Mm. Um, but yeah, we were waking up at 4.30 a.m. and then we'd kind of have a big feast in the morning. Um, and eggs. Then, we'd have fried eggs like yeah. every day. And your mum would make um, roti as well. Most days, or toast and tea. And basically your mum cooked all the meals for the whole family during this whole month. So um, 
It must have been a lot for her. It's always the case anyway. Yeah, that's true. It's always the one that's cooking for the whole family. That's true. But it's like, I guess, it's even more difficult when you think about the fact that she's also fasting and then she needs to like prepare the food um, for the iftar time as well. Um, And that's like hard work, I guess, to make a meal every day. And it's like a lot of food as well that we eat in the um to break the fast it's oh, usually yeah. like all this it's like a whole table of food like yeah. snack snacky sort of foods like um samosas and fried things and sometimes fruit salad and sometimes that's like every pretty much every day yeah but, but there's like certain foods that are like pretty typical of like ifta food yeah, like well, like ones. the especially in our culture, like the fruit salad um, is like a staple that's mm. like been ever since I was a kid. That's been kind of made at iftar. Um, but yeah, like you, we have a big feast um, just before or just after sunset, um, and uh, that's kind of when you break your fast. Mm. But we um, we fasted for approximately I think one week or a week and a half, and then we had our honeymoon. Um, we went to Tasmania. Yeah, two weeks. That we fasted. Yeah, we went to Tasmania for our honeymoon, and then we kind of had. No, it wasn't two weeks. It was one week, and then we went to Tasmania for two weeks, and then we came back, and we had a week left. Ah, okay, right. Um, Yeah. So basically, we only did two weeks. Yeah, we did two weeks in total, and we also had a a pretty big break in between um, because we were traveling. But yeah, the first um, first few days are always the hardest because like it comes around once a year. Uh, and then you kind of get, obviously you, you, you're used to your routine mm. of like what times you wake up and what time you sleep. But then when you have to wake up at 4.30 a.m. Um, and then, you you know, you eat immediately, it's very hard to go back to sleep straight away. Um, although we did we did usually go to, to, to bed straight away. Yeah, there was a few times when I didn't go back to sleep. I would just like, I was already pretty awake, so I would just stay up, do some work or something. But yeah, we did, we did go back to sleep usually for like a few hours Yeah. afterwards. Well, we were both working from home at the time. I think you were going in one day a week or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that was a lot easier than what it would be like if we weren't working from home. So I guess I was pretty lucky to be able to work from home during Ramadan. Otherwise, like I did have to go into the office once or twice. And I did think it was more challenging not being at home just because you have to be around other people and they're like just eating and stuff. And um, I guess it's just harder to like watch people eat when you can't and like drink stuff. Yeah, well, that's the most challenging part because, I mean, we got lucky because we were both at home and obviously it's an easier introduction to it when you can be at home. Um, it's also just more comfortable, like you can just have a lie down if you're tired or something. Yeah. But like when I'm growing up, like obviously I've had periods where I've had to go to school and go to work, like physically in the office. Um, and those were definitely way more challenging than than being at home. But at the same time, um, it was easier in a sense because time goes by faster when, when, you're, when you're not at home. Mm. Um, like especially when I was like going to school and I was fasting because school is so structured, um, you know, you'd have your school your class periods and then you'd have lunch 
and then you have more class periods and you go home. Um, and time just went by a lot faster back then. Mm. Uh, even though it was really difficult because obviously in school, all the kids, they eat at lunchtime and, and they run around and, and be crazy and um, you can't really do too much of that when you're fasting. So you kind of just relax and chill a bit. Um, but yeah, for me, I always found it a little bit easier when you did have things to do and you were like out and about and time just went by a bit faster. Um, mm. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, at the same time, it is meant to be a month of, um, I guess, reflection and 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 being more religious than most people probably would otherwise. But yeah, uh, how is that for you? Like, it is a very religious month. Um, and then when you have, you know, after you break your fast, um, we would we would listen to the radio, and that but before before they would announce that it's a iftar time, they would be kind of reading verses. Mm. Um, and that's kind well, of I your, couldn't actually understand anything, but. Um... I guess it was the first time that I listened to that sort of thing. Mm. So I just got an idea of what it would be like. Um, and I did get to visit the mosque as well, but we'll talk about that later on. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, I, I didn't know how to pray at the time. I don't know yet, but I'm going to learn. But um, that's something that you're supposed to do, like, more often. During the month of Ramadan as well? Uh, you meant to, yeah, well, obviously the, the praying five times a day, that's, just, that's still a thing. Mm. Um, but we were just talking about this the other day that you have the, the nighttime prayers as well, um, which is called the Tarabi, which where you um, go to the mosque after Iftar and that's when they read like the full Quran um, mm. over the 30 days. Uh, so that's an additional thing that um, is recommended, especially for men to do. Um, obviously, we didn't do it at all this year. Uh, but, yeah, my family usually does that. And like growing up, we would go almost every day um, after Iftar to the mosque to do that. Uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's a very sort of different month. Like when Ramadan starts, you know that your life is going to be very different for the next 30 days. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's meant, it's supposed to like teach you patience and humility, I guess, as well as all the other religious stuff as well. Um, mm -hmm. but I guess in terms of like not eating, was that challenging for you? Like to, to go from never having fasted for that long, mm -hmm. um, to go from like, and to go to not eating the whole day, not drinking. Mm -hmm. Um, was yeah, like, I just, I didn't think it was as hard. As people make it sound, just because um, usually I don't eat um, breakfast or like I don't eat until later in the day anyway. So that didn't really affect me too much. I would get hungry in like the late afternoon. But yeah, I wasn't like hungry the whole time. But also because we had the, um, we would have the breakfast at like 4.30 and that was like pretty filling. So you don't feel hungry until later on anyway. It's more just like the water and like trying to drink as much water as you can and then like brushing your teeth as well before going back to sleep because you can't do it later. Like I didn't know about that being a thing. But well, you yeah. can't put anything in your mouth like in terms of like flavours and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. With the water, I remember when I was a kid, um, I was like obsessed with – with water, I don't know why, I just had this obsession that 
like I felt like I was going to be dehydrated if I um, didn't drink. And this was like even outside of Ramadan, I was obsessed with water. And I would always have like this big glass of water next to me before I slept. I would always fill it up and just keep it next to me. Even though I'm pretty sure I never drank out of it. And it was just always there. I was like paranoid I would not have water at some point. <laughs> um, but during Ramadan, like that was, um, it was almost like um, OCD. Like I had to just keep drinking until the, the time was up. So I would drink mm. like, literally I would drink like three to six glasses of water just in one sitting. Like I would just keep drinking until the time was up. Uh, and then I would just, I wouldn't be able to sleep after because I would keep needing to go to the bathroom like every 10 minutes. Mm. Um, but that was like, for me, I was always felt like I needed to drink water above even eating anything. Um, but that's still the case. Like even though you know, you have breakfast in the morning. Um, for me, it doesn't matter how much I eat. Like as soon as I wake up, it's like my body's reset and I'm mm. just hungry again. Like I want I want breakfast. Really? So when we used Even to Even like, though we ate like a few hours before that. Yeah, like when we used to get up to eat and then we would sleep again and we'd get up again like say 9 or 10 a.m., I would just feel – it's not so much hunger. You kind of feel more tired because you ate and then you slept. It's a bit unnatural to like to sleep immediately after eating. mm um, but yeah, like it would feel, you'd kind of feel a little bit sick, but then I would almost immediately feel hungry as well. Mm. Uh, but then that kind of like feeling kind of disappears after a few hours and then you kind of just feel thirsty really. Yeah. Um, but I guess the point is that you're not really meant to focus on how hungry you are and, and how much you want to eat. It's more about focusing on the religious elements of it. And I mean, I, I don't understand fully exactly what they are. I'm not as informed, but um yeah the focus isn't so much on like constantly thinking about how hungry you are uh but isn't i think it meant to make you think about like the less fortunate people as well well that's one of the things is people that don't have access to food and water and they actually do like it's 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 a reality like a lot of poor people do go through long periods before they can eat and, and drink and mm. that's definitely like perspective when you when you do fast mm. um and obviously patience it's a big one because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, there's there's food all around us and there's there's liquids all around us, but we can't drink and that's that's patience and self control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's many elements that come into play, but I guess for us, um, or especially for you, having just converted and then you kind of just got thrown into it, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I I think the the honeymoon in between that that we had kind of broke it up nicely for you because like it would have been a lot more challenging yeah for four weeks well next year that's gonna be us yeah the whole month yeah but i guess you have you've had a a taste Mm. not of the food but (laughs) (laughs) i had a taste of the food as well that um any after if that time yeah i know but like is there any particular food that we were only eating that month like what do you mean like I'm trying to think of if there was any food that is like specific to Ramadan. Oh, uh, like dates. Like dates oh, is like yeah, very dates. But you can have that any time as well. You can, but it's very traditional to, to Yeah, eat to that. break you break your fast break with your it. fast with a date. Mm. Yeah. Or according to my dad, just have it um when you first eat breakfast as well. Because dates provide energy throughout the day and mm. you should stock up on those. Really? Yeah, well that's just one. Just even if you eat one date, like that's going to keep you energized throughout the day. Um, but yeah, that's that's Seems definitely likely. one of the, the most traditional 
um, foods. And obviously we had the, the fruit salads and samosas and those triangles of spinach and, um, spinach and spinach cheese. and ricotta. Ricotta, yeah. Mm. And then, oh, I love those, those chicken, chicken patties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were really nice. Those are good. Um, but yeah, we would like have a feast. And then you, that's the thing, like it kind of, it completely breaks your routine because you have this big feast at like uh, six or seven o'clock or whatever it was. Um, and then you don't feel like having dinner because you've already eaten so much. Mm. And then it, my mum also yeah, made dinner. Yeah, because I would eat a lot. Um, I don't think you're meant to eat that much um, at Iftar, right? No. Because you're supposed to have food later on as well, like dinner. But I would always just like stock up and then I wouldn't be super hungry for dinner. Well, that's the thing. Like I would just treat it like a dinner. And then because like it was, we would go to bed pretty early those days. Uh, you kind of didn't really need to have dinner. Mm, yeah. But in terms of getting your nutrients in and stuff, like you probably should have had dinner over those snack type foods. Mm. Um. But yeah, it's definitely challenging because, like, I mean, after you fasted, even if you eat a small amount, you kind of feel fuller quicker. Yeah, definitely. But it's your stomach shrinks. Yeah, but then you you kind of you just feel like you have to keep eating because you you know that you should be hungrier than you are. Like usually, if you eat a couple of things, you're full. That's kind of when you're meant to stop. But I think mentally, you feel like, well, I haven't eaten all day, so I need to eat more, and you mm. kind of just keep eating, and then you feel really full afterwards. And then you kind of just don't want to have dinner. Mm. But yeah, otherwise, I think the whole experience of Ramadan was was pretty positive. Yeah, it was good. Mm. You kind of, you actually, I, I forgot it. you also um, I had got, the hijab. Oh yeah, you I would wear the hijab when that. the um when the radio when we were listening to the radio, um, mm. waiting for the iftar time. Yeah, <laughs> it's always like. You always feel like it's getting close. It's getting close to like when they were yeah. when they announce it, and yeah, then the line. Yeah, just waiting to hear that. Mm-hmm. You can jump right into the food. But do you understand anything they're saying? Not really, no. But do you know like what verse they're reading from, or no. it's just like it's not like a specific verse. Like before the. Um, before they announce when it's iftar, they're kind of just reading wherever they're up to from the previous day. Like it's continuation. Like oh, I see. So they don't say like a particular thing around that time. Like it's just they're reading the Quran. They do. There's like a specific verse that you read before you break your fast. Um, to that one I recognize. They will say that right at the end. Okay. Um, but I mean before that point they're just reading from where they're up to because they mm-hmm. read the whole, um, all of verses over the mm-hmm. 30 days. Um, but yeah, that's always blasting in our house. Yeah. If our time. So are you excited for next year's iftar? I am excited Not for iftar. the iftar food. <laughs> in next year's Ramadan. Ramadan. I just remembered that um, I actually got sick at one point because I think I was just dehydrated. Do you remember? You got sick? I don't remember, remember that. As in I... Couldn't go to the toilet. Oh, you're constipated. Oh, my gosh. Do you have to announce it like that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, for like several days and we had to go to the doctor. In the emergency room late at night <laughs> for something as, as... I actually thought I was dying. I was like, it's not coming out. It's been so long. And I was trying so hard 
It's a bit but anyway, TMI. I'm sorry, but it's, that's what I had to go through. And I think that was just a consequence of, you know, maybe not drinking enough water, like during the hours when you can drink water. Mm. Now I know. Isn't it funny though, every time you go to the doctors, um, something like constipation, they pretty much never have any other solution apart from recommending a bunch of things to buy. And then, Yeah, I thought that it was more serious than constipation though. That's the only reason we went mm. because I actually thought that I might die. And then you're just like, oh, you're being dramatic, but like you don't understand. Isn't that exactly you what don't the doc- understand. That's exactly what the doctor told you, isn't it? They were like, go buy some Metamucil. <laughs> yeah, they were like prune juice. But anyway. The prune juice worked. Yeah. It did. <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah, that was the worst part now that I think about it. That was worse than um, getting up early and all that. Like For me, like if I had to say the worst part has always been waking up and then sleeping and then waking up again. That that throws me off more than anything else because, mm. um, like back when I did go to school and I did go to work and I had to get up at a specific time, I remember the feeling of like forcing yourself firstly to sleep again and then to force yourself to get up again within like two to three hours. It was just that was the worst part for me. I just felt so tired. Mm. Um, and most cases it was actually easier just staying up. And I think that is what's recommended is just like you you stay up. Um, afterwards and then you just go to bed early at night Mm. Uh, that would probably be be more natural Um, but I think we're just so used to waking up like later like we're not morning people at all Mm. Um, we're also used to sleeping late yeah so it's kind of hard to start sleeping early and getting up early and changing your you know clock your body clock yeah but yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have for this episode. We wanted to talk to you guys about your first or Alex's first Ramadan in this year. Um, kind of like a teaser for what's coming mm-hmm. next year for the full Ramadan. Yeah. Uh, and then in the next episode, we're going to talk about Eid. And that was also your first um, introduction to Eid. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, very cultural. So we'll delve into that in the next episode. Uh, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're enjoying the series, um, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we hope we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.